This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. I met Hamilton Wendy at the Great Park Community Center a little while back when he was in conversation with distinguished author and historian Simon Siebert Montefiore. It was certainly a meeting of the minds, as Hamilton is also an author, journalist, and TV producer who writes on world events. He has covered 17 different wars and conflicts. I'm delighted to have him as my guest now to tell me more about his war experiences and just kind of get insight, Hamilton, into the life that you lead. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, I, I started off as kind of as a war journalist from the beginning because it was 1984 and it was very early in the year and I met some people at a party and one thing led to another and I met the BBC cameraman in South Africa. And on March of that year, March 17, I think it was, the exact anniversary of Sharpville, a, a rent boycott kicked off, which became violent. And then basically we had a 10-year kind of urban revolution until the elections in 1994. So that really, South Africa's own pain and struggles was where I started as a war correspondent or as a conflict journalist. Um, I didn't necessarily seek out conflict, but it was put in front of me. And I, I must tell you a story. In February 1985, I was a young sound man working with the BBC in Crossroads in Cape Town. And um, the police were there trying to stop people erecting their little shacks and and uh, very rudimentary kind of shops and things. And they started firing at people. And I remember the um, Kufut, the special forces from the, the war in Angola arrived in camouflage, made a, a, a lager and myself and the older, much more experienced cameraman were standing there. We just sort of stepped back a 100 meters, and no one really noticed us. And they drove into the shacks and started shooting out of the Caspers with um, with shotguns, and they killed seven people in front of us. And we saw them dragging the bodies into the Caspers. So that was very traumatic. However, at the time, the government put Boerter was claiming, as the foreign, who was then the foreign minister, was claiming that only one or perhaps three people had killed. But on the BBC nine o'clock news that night, we had the bodies of seven people being thrown into a Casper. So I learned from that point the value of bearing witness. It doesn't mean you can change everything. It doesn't mean you can solve everything. But at least you have some personal integrity where you're holding people to account. And that's something I've, I've, bought, I've held with me all the time. And you've been to really rough places. And I imagine you've seen some awful things. You've been to Afghanistan. You've been to the Congo. Um, I read your book, I think it's called Due North. Yes, that's right. I, I skipped the chapter on the Rwandan genocide because at that time in my life when I was reading it, I, I didn't think I could emotionally do it. What, what, how do you keep your compassion? And I know you to be compassionate. How do you keep that compassion going? Well, that's a very interesting question. I've never allowed myself to become cynical. I remember, again, very early on, I was 22, a young sound man at the BBC down in Durban, and uh, some ANC people went into what was then the British consulate in Durban, and, well, they were ANC-linked because the ANC was banned at that point, and they asked for asylum. And I remember one burned-out old journalist, and we were standing on top of the roof of the building waiting constantly. We had a, It was BBC, British Consulate, so we had a 24-hour watch. And he said, oh, I couldn't be bothered about trying to save the country from itself. 
And I thought, you know, I actually could be bothered. And I was only 22, and he was probably in his 50s. And again, I've never forgotten that. It, 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 it was a seminal experience in my, in my psychology and why journalism is important and why history is important and why telling the truth is important and why holding politicians to account is important. And you feel the same way, assuming you're in your 50s now, that, uh. A little bit older than that. <laughs> um, you feel the same way, that you Absolutely. can never be cynical, that your, your role is to continue to tell what you see as the truth. Absolutely. I'm not cynical at all. I believe passionately in what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not burned out. I mean, look, I don't really seek out conflict stories. I never sought them out per se, but they often came to me partly because of my experience and I could handle myself in those situations. I'm not covering the war in Ukraine. I'm not absolutely saying no, but nobody's asked me to. And I had a serious back operation about five years ago, which I've totally recovered from, but I would hate to risk that. So there's still, I did a film on the Zamazamas and uh, the, the violence of Famu music in Lesotho, which came out on Al Jazeera earlier this year. So I'm still very involved at the coalface of our society and of our world because I don't only work in South Africa. How do you deal with the trauma? You know, I've been very fortunate that somehow it just hasn't affected me in the kind of subconscious way that it does affect people. But I do want to say that, again, I feel very proud and even perhaps privileged to have been in a situation where I can try to keep my wits about me and bear witness. I have a hypothesis that I'm going to run past you. Wordsmiths have the ability to turn into writing and produce something meaningful from what they see, and that is somehow therapeutic and takes the process forward. I mean, would, would you? I completely agree with that. I mean, I spent 10 years ago in 2012, exactly this time, in May, May, June in 2012, I spent two embeds with the U.S. Marines in Helmand Province in Afghanistan. And I had covered many wars before, including the Rwandan genocide, which was, that was a whole, we can have a whole discussion about that. That, that, that was deeply traumatic mm -hmm. and deeply spiritually challenging. And it remains something which I'm committed to talking about and committed to unraveling the spiritual and moral dilemmas and paradoxes that, that emerged. But I was with the U.S. Marines and I kind of expected we would travel to the front lines and interview some people and get to know a few of the commanders and we'd go back to the base and kind of relax and edit our footage and, you know. But we, I spent 15 days walking through Helmand Province with the U.S. Marines at the age of 15. Wow. And I'm um, I'm actually writing a talk about it now, which I'm giving on the 25th of May, but it's taken, I wrote a novel called Red Air, which is available on Amazon, which was part of that process. I think you write is a long, is a long way to answer your question. We're going to take a break now. After the break, we're going to look at some of the wars that you've co uh, covered and kind of nuances between wars. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherise Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Hamilton Wende, uh, author, journalist, TV producer, and war correspondent. Hamilton, when you were in conversation with Simon Montefiore, you were talking about history, history of the world. If I had a burning question to ask, it would be, does history repeat itself? 
Well, there are lots of people who've attempted to answer that question. Um, I'm of the opinion that it is worth holding people to account in the present so that we can avoid or at least mitigate the cruelties of the future. I think Germany is a good example of that. I think it's highly unlikely, certainly impossible at this stage in Germany's tortured history, that they would commit the the, um, uh, the Holocaust again. Again, I, I you know, I, I'm quite. I work for German television as one of my clients. I speak a bit of German, and the people I know are de- still remain deeply tortured about what their forebears did. And so there, I think perhaps people do learn from history. I'm not German. I'm not Jewish. So I don't have a stake in that game. But I mean, everybody, the world has a stake in that game. So you've covered conflicts, as I said, from around the world. Would you argue, and including the Middle East, and you've been to Israel. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the world's interest in different conflicts is the same? Or do you think there's an kind of unhealthy Obsession about some conflicts that you wouldn't find in others. Well, I do think there's a difference in degree. Um, I mean, I've been quite, what's the right word? I've been quite interested that Sudan has received such extensive coverage from the international media, all of whom I've worked for, all of those networks um, in places. I've actually worked for in Sudan as well. Um, so... I do think that the world's attention moves on. I do think that what's happening in Ukraine is incredibly powerful and incredibly important and frightening for all of us because actually a civil war in Sudan is not going to risk a nuclear conflict. Right. Ukraine can. So there is a, there is a news and kind of historical imperative to focus on Ukraine for an international audience or even for a local audience over Sudan. Would it matter if we had sold weapons to one of the Sudanese sides? Yes, it would matter. But it really matters if we did sell weapons or arms or ammunition to you, to the Russians. So you're saying basically <coughs> it depends on the impact of the war on everybody else. So if it's in Africa and the impact on the war is on Africa, which is one hell of an important, huge, populated uh, uh, continent, but it doesn't impact, say, on the Western world or on our economy. It doesn't. It's not going to get that much attention. I think that's absolutely true, and I think it's very sad. And and and, you know, one of the reasons I like working for Al Jazeera as a freelance uh, documentary maker is that you do get the chance, a greater chance, to tell African stories. Although, you know what, CNN also covers Africa very comprehensively. Um, you know. It it certainly is something that we as journalists have to constantly be aware of. Are we giving fair coverage to as many people and their problems as possible? Uh, again, going to the Middle East, our feeling is that it, that that conflict, specifically here in South Africa, which is on the top of Africa, just to remind everyone, gets an unfair uh, reputation or whatever happens there gets a lot more scrutiny then what's happening in our neighboring states? That would, I'd say, be our perception. Well, I think there's some truth in that, um, or a lot of truth in that. I mean, you know, how much coverage have we got of northern Mozambique? Yeah. Very little. It's extremely dangerous, extremely difficult to cover. Um, 
you know, the Middle East is important because it stands as a metaphor for so many people's spiritual and emotional beliefs. So that it, the impact is great. The impact is great and it has this deep, deep history of thousands of years that people all over the world, from Japan, if you go right around the globe, to Seattle, you know, with all the countries in between, have some kind of emotional stake in it. So you can't avoid that. So, and um, I'm so sorry that the time is going so quickly because I'd like to continue this conversation, but I know Craig is going to kind of just wrap up soon. Before then, carte blanche on Sunday. Correct. On Sunday night, I, I, I've got a story coming out for, on carte blanche about a guy called Todi Adebayo Adesanya, who's a Nigerian who's come here. He had polio at two years old. He's, he can't walk. He can't really walk. He can kind of stand a little bit. So he can only compete sports-wise in a wheelchair. So he is an inspiring story that I covered for Carte Blanche. I always look forward to your stories. I read the newspapers every day, all the newspapers, and I always get so excited when I see one of yours. And please know that I read all of them with great interest. So thanks for coming in, and perhaps we can pick up the conversation again at a later stage. I'd love that. Thank you, Tris. And um, just before, let me just say thank you very much to Hamilton Wendy, who is a war correspondent, journalist, and author.